0: Off the top, we talk the top from the shots that's called to the time my hogs to the league boss and the ones who lost, give it to me once I don't drop the ball to the home runs that was out the park. Curse all when I'm pitching off. Kobe the Howard, he looking soft. LA Rams in the city, y'all. You like that, you like that, you like that. Kirk cousin back, long to d Got special guests, got breaking news, got what's new if you need that. Watch me speak like Ali. RIP, not a person on earth that can't stop me. Game seven, get a ball to Kyrie three.
1: Welcome to to Talk That Talk. I am your host, Terrell Emerson. Terrell Chatterbox Emerson. Let me go. I I don't think I've called myself Chatterbox on this show for quite some time. You haven't. Let's go ahead and do that. Terrell Chatterbox Emerson. And now, I just realized, and of course I was going to start over, but nah. We we keep it as authentic as possible. Alex was most definitely supposed to intro this show.
2: (laughs) I was ready to go. So
1: this is the part where I stop and I let her tell you guys what we're doing today.
2: Hey, that's okay. I'm not mad. It was was actually funny because we looked at each other before and we're like, you do it. No, you do it. Exactly. So I was ready to go, but it is not 12 p.m., but it is your favorite Sunday radio show. We're still moving along, even with a few problems, but it is Talk That Talk Radio Show. Make sure and follow us on social media. We've got Instagram.
1: Yes, our Instagram is Talk That Talk Radio Show.
2: And Twitter and Facebook.
1: Once again, on Facebook, it is Talk That Talk Radio Show. On Twitter, it's slightly different. It's at Talk That Talk LV. Once again, it is at Talk That Talk LV.
2: That is right. We've got a big show today. We have NFL Divisional Round. we got two games to talk about from yesterday, Saturday, and we have one game going on right now and one later tonight. We've got the home teams to talk about UNLV basketball, both women's and men's, Absolutely. and Vegas Golden Knights. Hockey has begun. We also have some NFL coaching changes to talk about, and of course, the NBA.
1: A lot of that, a lot of that. We have a lot to talk about, and guys, in the background, as always, we got my guy Salim Dweck. We got we got this set up What's the up way, way that it's play? supposed to work. We'll see how it continues to work. Yeah, but yeah, Salim yeah. is dressed up in the background as our uh, as our Florida man fact checker. Yeah. So. I'll be
3: doing that more often now. Uh, you know, I'll still talk my shit, but. <laughs> For now, you know, and uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We are going to a certain place. Yes,
1: yes, yes. So we will be testing this out, and we'll be, like I said, these next couple of weeks, we'll still be trying to bring you guys, uh, oh actually, we will be still bringing you guys the regular show that you guys know it to be. We will just be trying to slowly transition um, into something that hopefully becomes the new norm.
2: Absolutely. And... Um, absolutely could not do this without Salim. I love the feedback, especially with you two. You guys crack me up when all three of us are in here. It is always a great show, a great time. I hope all the listeners enjoy it as well, but I know I do with you two, so.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Again, this, this radio show is as conversational based as we, as, as we try to make it, um, it's something that I feel like a lot of people do in their homes, so, to be able to to do this on a platform like this is definitely uh, huge for us. So, um, where are we starting? Where are we starting today?
2: Well, let's start with the game we've got going on right now. We've let's got do it. the Browns and the Chiefs. Um, you have some news about Patrick Mahomes.
1: Yes, Patrick Mahomes, I believe, with about nine minutes left in this uh, third quarter, left the game. Um, I, you don't want to speculate too too much, but he was on wobbly legs. Um, you have to wonder if if he's suffering from some sort of uh, concussion. Um speaking of concussions, that's obviously something that's really really in the news right now, of course regarding one of yesterday's games. Yep. Speaking about Lamar Jackson, but we'll get to that um a little later as well. But before Patrick Mahomes left this game, his uh Kansas City Chiefs had a 19 to 10 lead. Since then they have extended that lead to 12 points. They are up 22 to tw- excuse me, 22 to 10 with quarterback Chad Henney in Florida man chad Henney, this is this is his this is his time
3: you know i hope patrick mahomes comes back and he's healthy but i gotta tell you as a dolphins fan it's gonna be really funny if both ryan Tannehill and chad Henney start playoff games
1: (laughs) get take take the mic take cut cut your levels back down see the only thing about salim being a florida man fact checker he controls his own levels
3: yes not only that not only that i will I will bring this back to the Dolphins. I don't care if the listeners... Oh, we're not Dolphins fans. You
1: have to make that year-round. You're a Florida man.
3: I will bring it back to the Dolphins. (laughs) I will bring it back to the Heat. And you know what? If we talk hockey, I'll bring it back to the Panthers, too. You know what's crazy I haven't watched a Panthers
1: game in five years. The crazy thing about the Heat is we could be talking about random basketball. And Salim will find a way to bring up that 2006 title. And I'm like, fan.
3: 2006... 2012, 2013. If Goran and Bam weren't hurt, we would have won the summer too.
1: Not the case. But we yes, we we'll, 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 we'll bring yes. you back on for basketball. Actually, we'll bring yes. you back on for basketball. Okay. Um <laughs> Chad Henney is playing quarterback right now for the uh for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um the Cleveland Browns currently have the ball. They just faced a third down. And or excuse me, they're facing a third down now. They're facing a third and 4. We're under 2 minutes to go in this third quarter. Um
2: so here's a question I have for you. You've been writing okay. down the odds more. Yes. Do you know what this game opened at?
1: Yes. Yeah, so, um, Or what it opened at? No.
2: What What'd you write down? You probably wrote what it closed what at. What it
1: closed at, which was minus 10. That is Kansas City by 10. Okay. So currently they're covering the spread. Uh, the other two games from yesterday covered the spread. We can talk about that a little bit as well, too. Um, of course, we're going to get into those games, but... At this point, Baker Mayfield has found some sort of rhythm on back-to-back plays. He hits Jarvis Landry, and now he hits Rashard Higgins as he and Tyron Matthew get into it. But that's playoff football, so I'm sure we'll we'll be seeing a lot more of this.
2: Yes, so my point was just there's a lot of money. There's a lot of backing on the Browns. Um, I believe it was eight to begin with. Okay. Moved all the way up to ten, even higher in some places. Oh, wow. Um. And these odds
1: are from CBS Sports, just so people can know.
2: But so that actually, that is opposite of what I just said. Because it was late money, sorry, going on the Chiefs, though, right before the game started moving that line up.
1: Oh, okay. okay. So you said money started coming in late on the Chiefs? Yes. So the people that were betting early were betting upset.
2: Yes. Okay. Yes. And I just saw, sorry, jumping ahead to the later game, I just saw that line move for the first time in a week, Uh I believe. It's been bucks plus three pretty steady yes and I just saw it move down to two and a half so I was just about to say if it book. did if
1: it went to anything other than two and a half I don't know what else she can do I think of course we always talk about it that's how Vegas makes their money and I feel like that is going to be a game that's decided by points maybe yeah what about 23 21 something like that 28 26 maybe so I think that two and a half uh, line makes a little bit more sense
2: I should have looked it up because I don't know when the last time you could get three points with Brady for Brady to be plus three what I don't we? I especially with the Patriots I don't they don't know if they were ever the underdog with him and Belichick so
1: I mean even with Matt Castle like I'm not sure if they were the underdog
2: that's true um Yeah, so that was very interesting, and you're right. I'm sure a lot of people were on that, which caused the line to move down a little bit, but it's an interesting matchup. We've got Breeze and Brady. We already talked about it a little bit. Mm -hmm. The winner of that is going to see the Green Bay Packers.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to let you actually, again, you're controlling this conversation, so you let us know. Are we going to yesterday's games, or are we previewing tonight's?
2: Let's go to yesterday's games. Yesterday's
1: games, let's do it. Yeah. So the Packers closed as a six-and-a-half favorite, um, six-and-a-half point favorite, and you you guys know. We did. We do the football pool at work where we just pick our, our weekly teams, and I've pretty much been in second place, like, steadily all year. So, still in second place. Everybody's picking their teams or whatever. At first, we were doing, um, for the postseason, we thought that we were doing the team and how much the team wins by. So... I was trying to contemplate. Good thing we didn't have to do that. But I was thinking that the Packers would win by, I thought about it, and I said six. I changed my mind after that and said, I'll I'll go ten. I'll go ten. And, of course, um, if you know about yesterday's game – after Aaron Rodgers went 23 for 36, 296 yards and two touchdowns, that led the Packers to a 32 to 18 win over the LA Rams. Aaron Donald was visibly—excuse was, me—was visibly emotional on the sidelines. Uh, played through torn rib cartilage. Yep. I'm not even sure what that looks like, but as a person who suffered from bruised ribs and told you I couldn't walk, I don't know how 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 Aaron Donald did it.
2: No, I don't either, and you have to give him credit for that. You could tell that he was affected. He wasn't the same out there, and the Rams' defense definitely wasn't the same without having him 100%. 100%.
1: And
2: it was really interesting leading up to that game. I was on the same side as you. I just couldn't see the Rams winning that game, but a lot of people kept coming back to me with, I keep going back to defense wins championships, defense wins championships, number one defense versus number one offense, but Packers just – Man, they look so good this year.
1: And and that's what's so interesting because me and Salim talked about it early in the year and we were talking, it might have been a couple weeks into the season, maybe even week one, we talked about um, conference championships. Where do we see it at the, at the moment? And I don't know what we did for AFC, but I'm pretty sure we both picked Casey and somebody. So um, Salim actually might have picked Buffalo. Um, but when it came to NFC, pretty much half the year, I stayed consistent with... Seattle, Tampa Bay. That's where I was at. And I want to say a couple weeks into the season, Salim looked and we might have been on air. And he said, Well, I mean, your Packers, like they look good. Do you what about them? And I told him, I'm trying to be a realistic fan because that's that's what it is. I'm trying to provide objectivity here. I told him, but honestly speaking, I said any year that 12 is playing, I believe that the Packers have a legitimate shot. So I told him it would not surprise me to see the Packers in the NFC Championship. I'm just going by what I see. When I changed everything and um, went ahead and decided that there could be one team that could get in there and and, and throw off my uh my NFC Championship pick, I said the Saints. So, long story a little less long. The uh, I never really gave another like version of what my NFC Championship was outside of my um initial one to begin the year, but I didn't want to because even the teams that I was kinda playing with, they were all there. So I kind of tried to leave that alone as much as possible. But uh I feel a little guilty, I will be honest. Why is that? Because I called my dad and it was just weird to me because I was talking mess. And I was telling of course if you guys know, if you guys listen to this show, my dad is a Cowboy fan. Shout out dad. So I called him, and he said, congratulations on a Super Bowl going through Lambeau. And I said, thank you. I said, however, I said, I'm going to go home, and I'm going to celebrate. And he said, well, why are you going to celebrate? I said, I'm going to do it because do you know Aaron Rodgers' record in NFC title games? And my dad kind of sat there. I said, how many Super Bowls does Aaron have? He said, one. I said, how many has he been to? He said, one. I said, so there's one of your answers right there. I said, so how many times have Aaron, has Aaron been to the NFC Championship overall? My dad said, I don't know how many. I said, Aaron Rodgers is one in three in the NFC title game. Granted, all games have come on the road. This is the first time in his career that he's hosting an NFC Championship. But we'll see what happens. I do feel a little guilty because I did celebrate Saturday. So I don't. <laughs> I kept telling people, I'm. I don't think I'm celebrating my championship. <laughs> I hope not. Like, I hope I'm not celebrating my championship, but uh, we'll, we'll I see hope what happens. not either. We'll see what happens with it for sure.
2: Um. Well, okay, let's get into the later game yesterday.
1: Yes, yes.
2: Kind of already touched on it. Was that game actually, weird to y'all? That was the weirdest chance? game.
1: It was just weird. Like, I don't, okay, so I don't know exactly. I'm not sure. And I need to go back and probably watch it again, because playoff football, you can lose a game in the first quarter. So maybe I was just waiting for that home run play, whether it was through the air for uh Buffalo or on the ground for uh Baltimore. Excuse me. It wasn't. What I got early in the game. Right. And coming in, coming into the game, I kept thinking at the end of the day. I know we always say that it boils down to quarterbacks because they're the one who touches the ball the most, but I felt like Buffalo versus Baltimore was the perfect embodiment of that simply because it boiled down to whether Lamar Jackson was going to be able to do anything against that defense and whether Josh Allen was going to be able to find holes in in the Baltimore defense. So I felt like whichever quarterback was more successful in that job, even if it was marginally more successful, it would be the difference. In watching that game, the difference was that Buffalo gave Lamar the opportunity to beat him, beat them with his arm. They just refused to let him beat them with his legs. Right. Um. Again, we don't know what the game plan was going into the game, but at the same time as well, I'm not – I'm not looking at that Lamar Jackson uh, performance, and coming away, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not feeling away coming away from that. That Bills defense is is next level, and I will give Salim all the credit in the world. Uh, as we update this really quick before I give Salim his credit, as we update this, Patrick Mahomes has been ruled out for the remainder of the game. He is being evaluated for a concussion. Just to give you guys an update on the actual score. Uh, the Browns do have the ball at the what is that line? That is a third yard three yard line. So that's a maybe not. <laughs> they are now in the end zone. Kareem Hunt is currently napping in the end zone. And Cleveland adds six points to the board. They are down 22 to 16 with 11 minutes to go, 11:07 to be uh specific. Um now you're all good. I just want to be sure that you yeah, you're back there on the on the laptop so we understand. ESPN has uh highlights. But I wanted to give uh, Celine credit because Celine said that Buffalo may be the real deal early on. And I didn't buy it. (laughs) I'll be honest. I didn't buy it. My whole thing was I wasn't sure whether that one experience last year was enough.
2: So when did you start believing? I think I know the game that.
1: Please tell me the game because I know exactly the game. And they're going to be so offended.
2: Um, I believe it was against Pittsburgh, I think. It that?
1: was 100% against Pittsburgh. Yeah. And that's when I think I became a believer. And and that this was is what's funny. Late. And I, I, it was very late. <laughs> it was very late. <laughs> and I, I'm very, very ashamed to say it. But what I will say is I will face the music because I text uh, Corey Bajorquez last night, who was actually the punter for Buffalo. Uh, me and Corey went to uh, Cerritos together. So I text him congratulations on the AFC uh, championship berth. And we just went ahead and spoke. So he actually opened up and said that he would he would be willing to be on the show. So awesome. that's uh, somebody who we will get in here, and I will tell that man. Uh, <laughs> I guess as, as as to his face as I can. I wasn't a believer into that Pittsburgh game, but after what you guys saw last night, that defense held Buff. or excuse me, held Baltimore to only three points. Only three points, coming away with a 17-3 win. Josh Allen went 23 for 37, 206 yards, a touchdown. I think the most important stat is that he did not throw an interception again. Salim, I actually want to bring you in for this one because you talked about Josh Allen's development from year to year, uh, accuracy, uh, turnovers, everything. Just, I'm, I'm going to give you a little minute just to brag, man, because you caught this one.
3: You know, it's crazy. His rookie year, Josh Allen – had a 52% completion percentage, which was not only the worst in the NFL, it was worse by the wide margin. Like It was awful. His second I think year, he would tell you that. His second year in the NFL, he was also last in completion percentage at 58%. He was really good intermediate-wise. He had a lot of nice intermediate throws. He was still overthrowing dudes on the long ball. When he got drafted, it was said that he was the biggest project in the league. Mm. A lot of projects don't pan out. I didn't think he'd be that good, especially after his first two years. He proved me wrong. I think he proved most people wrong. For sure. I don't think that sort of improvement doesn't really happen. I'll ask you one more question. It's extremely rare. It's extremely rare for that to happen.
1: This is what I thought about this morning. If Kansas City wins, yes, they're playing a a team that we don't see – and I, I didn't even give the stat but buffalo is making their first uh AF, or will make their first afc championship appearance since january of 1994. so that's since the 1993 season so
3: they went to four straight super bowls and lost all of them
1: shout out to the legend that is jim keller yes but shout out to him
3: i, I gotta say that would be absolutely devastating
2: as a fan oh yes
1: and, see and this is the thing about that too because you just mentioned um, how devastating it would be. Buffalo waited for so long to get here. This is what I want to speak about. Everybody talked about um Brady absolutely running the AFC East. Despite if uh Kansas City carries this out and Kansas City plays against the Buffalo Bills in the AFC Championship, the storyline that stuck out in my mind is that Patrick Mahomes is playing against the AFC East team again. In saying that, being a Dolphins, this is the question I want to ask you. Being a Dolphins fan, right? did you guys walk out of the Tom Brady era and into the Josh Allen one?
3: No disrespect to Josh Allen or the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are going to be good as long as they have Josh Allen. They don't have Bill Belichick. Brian Mm Duvall is a great offensive coordinator. Don't get me wrong. They do not have Bill Belichick.
1: I did not expect you to go to that point but they, it's like the elephant in the room and not... They do not. got like me. <laughs>
3: Look, Deshaun Watson was an incredible, incredible player. His team went 4-12 and 12 this season. Very true. Not because of his fault, because the team around him was garbage.
1: We're going to get into that a little bit, So too. even though
3: Josh Allen can be fantastic, and I think he will be, I don't think he's going to go back to his old ways. Let's see, because the Bills as an organization are not the Patriots. So, yeah, I think Josh Allen's going to be a perennial all-pro guy, pro bowler at least. And that sucks as a Dolphins fan, but as far, <laughs> as, but as, far as that, like, Tom Brady is, like, he's my second best of all time. You guys know Aaron Rodgers my goat. I've said it many times.
1: If he wins the second one, is he. Well, never mind. I guess it doesn't matter because he's already your goat. He's already my goat. <laughs> I don't
3: really care what happens at this point. Uh, and no disrespect to Josh Allen, but he's not. Tom Brady at this point.
1: And that's
3: so no, I'm not too worried just because of the fact that good quarterback play is great, but as an organization, it's very hard to stay good. I don't think we're going to see another Patriots 20-year run like that if ever again.
1: That's kind of hard to argue with as well. Um again, Josh Allen, the biggest thing for me is just the turnovers, the 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 transformation in terms of his just, I shouldn't even say transformation. That's just, a, it's a maturation. There's just a maturity level that I think he continues to show. Saleem uh, always <laughs> hits us with this line and I'm gonna use it all the time. I mean, I'm gonna use it anytime I can. But we talk about <laughs> white quarterbacks who can run the football. Salim has affectionately named them Vanilla Vicks. <laughs> and I love it. I absolutely love it.
3: I, I stole that one from someone on Twitter when Joe Burrow was running I think it was I forget what game it was. He had like this crazy crazy running game and like they were like, Man, Vanilla Vicks going wild. He's gonna <laughs> go number one overall.
1: <laughs> this is the that's that's one of the best things that I, I think I've I've heard in quite some time. So calling people vanilla Vix is <laughs> This must hilarious. be fairly new. It's hilarious. This is my
2: first time hearing this
1: <laughs> I don't know why that's like the funniest thing in the world to me. Um shout out to whoever said that on Twitter. Common. I
2: have a lot of
3: nicknames as you guys know for people. It's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> yes. and, and that's why you're the Florida man. Dimes is a great one too.
1: And that's why you're the Danny Florida Dimes
3: man. Fantastic. But and I, I'm gonna go away for a little bit.
1: <laughs> but um Josh Allen, I think he's been unlocked because of Stephon Diggs. And what I will say and what I will admit, uh Stephon Diggs absolutely tortured the Packers. And I continue to say the Packers have been blessed by Detroit not knowing how to run their organization. Because that's the only quarterback in that division over the last, since I've been watching, over the last 15 years, let me not even go that far, I'll say 10 years, that I truthfully was like, Going back to Favre, and Favre was, what, 41? <laughs> like, so right. I'm not really sure how many times that I've seen a quarterback in the NFC North not name Aaron Rodgers that I was like, that guy is somebody to worry about. Every time I looked, it was Matthew Stafford is the guy to worry about right. next to Aaron Rodgers, but somehow Detroit is going to Detroit. That's just usually what happens. So, again, random, random is random as – That's hell. Just super random. I was speaking with somebody yesterday. Shout out to Taylor. Uh, I was speaking with my friend Taylor yesterday, and she's a Pittsburgh fan. And I asked her, did she want Big Ben to come back? And she said at this point, she said, I would take Eli Manning. She said, I would take Peyton Manning with his bad neck. She said, I need Ben Roethlisberger to go. Wow. And from a Pittsburgh fan, and this is somebody who knows her football, I I'm not even sure if I got down to the point of why she just like she was over it, but she was in agreement that at this point we moved on from two of the killer bees, maybe you as well. She mentioned that she didn't want Juju back. She mentioned that at this point, just start over. Just start over. Matthew Stafford was the name that I gave her. She didn't. She didn't budge at Matthew Stafford, but she jumped at the idea of Matt Ryan. So again, we'll see. I do think there will be a lot of quarterbacks that are moved uh, in this off season, but we'll we'll see where it goes. At least.
2: Eli Manning. That's interesting. <laughs> she like Taylor's She's so really funny, but she a was a hundred percent
1: when she said that the the paid Manning with the neck injuries. I'm like, fam, what are you, what are you, what are we doing, what are we doing right now?
2: All right, any updates on this game?
1: Yes, still? let's definitely give you guys an update. We are oh, – <laughs> not even a minute has elapsed since the last time I talked to you guys of game time. But there is it's about 10 minutes and 10 seconds to go in this fourth quarter. 22-17, uh, to 17. Kansas City still has the lead. A timeout has – oh, before I think a timeout, there was a false start call on Kansas City. And now they are looking at – what is that? A second and 14. So – We'll see what happens here down in Kansas City.
2: Um. So the game I've been most excited for this weekend, actually, I'm not going to lie, all four of them I was really pumped for. They're great matchups. This but crazy. tonight we got Tampa Bay Buccaneers at New Orleans facing the Saints, the third time they'll see each other yes. this season.
1: Brady has never been beat by a team three times in a season.
2: And it's not going to happen tonight. What do you think?
1: Ah, uh, this is difficult because as much as I would like to to argue that uh, Brady, just the, just betting against the mystique of Brady is not smart. I've said that before. I feel like betting against Brady is similar to betting against Floyd Mayweather. Um, I forgot who else I brought that up or made like that comparison to, but it's just every time you bet against Brady or Mayweather, it's just like Alabama was the other, was the other one. Yep. It's just like the one time that you count them out, this is what happens so i don't want to say that (laughs) i guess i have to say it i don't want to say that i'm gonna bet against the mystique of brady but i'm gonna bet against the mystique of brady the only reason why is because of course if brady pulls it out and tampa bay moves on to the nfc championship it wouldn't surprise me however i do believe that Drew Brees continues to do things that he has the big records and he also has the minor ones. And what I mean by that, if Drew Brees came, I think Dak Prescott did it a couple of years ago, but if Drew Brees came out and Drew Brees went 12 for 12 to start a game and he owned that new record, Drew Brees has so many of those records. Would it surprise you that the one time that Brady loses three times in a season breezes the starting quarterback three times?
2: No, not at all. But that's it's not am leaning towards it's not just the Brady factor that I'm looking at. It's Talk more of the professional team in general. Hmm. It's hard for any pro team to any college I think. True. Um, to be a team three times in one season. And some people are like, Well, that's just you know, they just know that team, they know what to do. Mm-hmm. But on the same side, both teams have ton of film to look at. Both have True. new strategies to try. and
1: Not to mention Bruce Arians.
2: Yes, absolutely. I Have at it. No, and the other thing is, I mean, Salim said it earlier. He's mm. like, I don't even care about that game. The Saints are boring to watch. Mm-hmm. And as of late, maybe it's since he's come back from his rib injury, but they really haven't. Done all that much, and I think the Buccaneers are peaking at the right time. So we'll see where they I like meet that. Up tonight. I like that. I like that.
1: that. That might be like the best, one of the best angles of your argument for sure. The fact that Tampa Bay is playing their best football at the right time. Um, I have plenty of questions I want to ask, but uh, me and Celine talked about the way that Drew Brees looked, and we tried not to overreact. Uh After week two, but we watched very, very closely Drew Brees play in Allegiant Stadium, and I believe I texted Salim that night and was like, "and was like, does Brees look the same to you?" And Salim said, "with the with without hesitation, not at all. It was before the injury as well." So, the reason why you just oh. you guys just heard a random pause in this show is because
2: <sighs> all of us just stopped
1: <laughs> on an on a it, it, I don't know if that was a streak or what that whether that was a post route but whatever it was Chad Henney definitely overthrew his intended target, uh, Demarcus Robinson, and that was picked off by Carl Joseph. That ball was picked off in the end zone. It will be a touchback. Cleveland will be getting the ball out of the end zone with eight minutes to go, trailing by five points. Remember, guys, if you guys are just tuning in to the show, Patrick Mahomes has been knocked out of this game with a concussion. He will not return to this game. I have so many questions about this Saint team. uh, And this is why I'm still going to bet on them. Because Sean Payton, when I mentioned Bruce Arians, Sean Payton's on the other side. Sean Payton has – made some decisions sometimes it's like eh, what what are you doing but he also has the argument to say that he has been one of the most unlucky coaches in the last four years or so um i'm not sure what that wins for him besides the <laughs> participation medal uh but where would this team be without alvin Kamara?
2: what's their record <laughs> how many games can it take off and how many wins
1: they were what 12 and four yeah I think they went 12 and four so
2: let me check that.
1: At this point,
2: 12 and 4.
1: Michael Thomas was in and out of the lineup this season, majority out to begin it for sure. Uh, had situations at practice. The one consistent has been Alvin Kamara. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to bet on tonight. I feel like Alvin Kamara is one person that whenever uh, he's asked to shoulder the load, he he, kind of relishes in that moment. I will say, regardless of who wins, it's different for me understanding that it goes through Lambeau. Right. And I do believe that the addition of fans changed a lot.
2: I do too.
1: I do believe that changed a lot. Um, and then I'm actually about to let you go ahead and redirect the uh the conversation because we can probably get into some more football. I know you said you want to talk football, but before I leave that last topic, Breeze or Brady. Regardless of that, I think it's amazing that quite possibly we'll have either Aaron Rodgers or t- actually I'm gonna go ahead and give Salim and give Salim uh, another point because Salim said that he's his goat. Let's say Tampa Bay does win tonight. If Aaron Rodgers beats Tom Brady, a Tom Brady led team, and then beats a Patrick Mahomes led team the year after his team drafts a quarterback in the first round, I told you guys before, it would not surprise me if Aaron still asked for it. Right? It wouldn't surprise me. Aaron is Aaron seems like he's that level of arrogant. Absolutely. We'll see. Granted, I do believe that the um, that Matt Lafleur and uh, Aaron Rodgers have both done a great job in terms of not letting that draft process trickle into the season at least too much, um, because they seem like we're playing our best football at the right time as well.
2: Well, hopefully Patrick Mahomes is leading this team, and
1: hopefully Kansas hopefully City's there at this point.
2: <laughs> exactly, exactly, and they get this win today. But how would you feel seeing the Browns move on? I know Celine's you know, rooting for him a little bit, and I sure. know the first half it was, it was rough to see. Some of those calls were definitely a little biased one way. I think
1: me and Celine we also talked about the fact that we just seen him actually just get bottled up again. But me and Celine talked about the fact that Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb just hasn't gotten off. He hasn't been able to get off. So I think the the worries about this Kansas City defense, though improved, have been vastly overrated, uh, at least when it comes to one of the greatest running backs that we have today in terms of Nick Chubb. I think that's pretty safe to say in terms of what we've seen him do in the past two seasons and uh, <laughs> seemingly what it's looking like his trajectory is.
2: Well, okay, so I have this note on here for our rundown. You're going to have to explain yes. a little bit. It's out Talk there now.
1: Ha! Let's do it. So on the rundown, I think it says Jalen Hurst backpack, doesn't it?
2: That's what it
1: says. <laughs> That's what it says. Okay, so do I have a picture? Oh, well, the phone is there. So anyway, um, I will actually try to get this to Kobe. Shout out to Kobe Rich, uh, who is actually our official Talk That Talk intern. She's the greatest. Um, so hopefully I can get this to Kobe and I can get Kobe to post this. But the mother, there's a mother on Twitter, forgot her ad name. It's it's Nikki F. G something I don't want to be wrong But it's something along the lines of that Uh, But the mother's name is Nikki And she has a son who His favorite player is Jalen Hurts He has a blue backpack And he asked his mom If she could put Jalen Hurts on a backpack So she put Jalen Hurts number two That tweet Or that picture of that backpack Found its way to Twitter And she posted When everybody thinks your son's name is Jalen Hurts When in all actuality, it's just his favorite player. That tweet made it all the way back to Jalen Hurts. So Nikki's son's name is Alexander. So Jalen responded by saying, it was only right that I get a backpack with your name on it too. Now we're twins.
2: I did see that.
1: Jalen, that's out there now. I that's one I I tell you when I tell you I sat there and smiled from ear to ear. Cause you don't like I said, things like that that you don't have to do, it's amazing.
2: Yeah, it is. It's
1: amazing. Cause Jalen needs a backpack. I have to I still gotta go to film study. So why not have a bond with the fan with a backpack? I gotta wear it anyway.
2: Right. That's awesome.
1: Jalen, that's out there now. I absolutely love it. I did add another that's out there now if you guys want to get into that really quick. Let's do it. Salim, I actually do want you involved in this conversation. Um, We're bringing it back to quarterback play. When I said that's out there now, uh, we had another development literally like two, three seconds as the show kicked off. There's a development story that just got posted to ESPN that people inside the Texan Texan organization and close to Deshaun Watson, Believe that he has played his last snap with the organization. Salim, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Before you talk to Sean Watson, I'm going to give you an opportunity to be a Florida man.
3: Yes.
1: In a matter of three months, I want I to say six, but in a matter of three months, you know, let's give him six. In a matter of six months, the city of Houston in terms of morale, have probably gone from, what, about an 11? About a, what, two? Just the entire city of Houston.
3: I mean, you lose DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Russell Westbrook, James Harden. I
1: forgot about DeAndre Hopkins.
3: And now probably Deshaun Watson.
1: That's the last year. Give him the last 12 months.
3: That, uh, well, before that, they... They were up huge on the Chiefs, huge. They were up by like twenty-one or two, I don't know how many points. 20, I'm
1: going all the way back to Chris Paul's first season with Houston. Oh. I'm going all the way back to that Game Seven.
3: Yeah, man. I'm it's,
1: going back to that Game Seven. It's, uh, where does it start? We gotta, we gotta pinpoint Houston's bad luck. We gotta. I, I'm gonna write I that hate down. To say it, we gotta uh, pinpoint their bad luck.
3: I hate to say it, but you can go back to uh, David Carr getting sacked a hundred times his rookie year, <laughs>
1: and that's where it started. <laughs>
3: I think so. And then, because, uh, you know, Hakeem won for them. Yes. That was great. You guys then, know
1: Hakeem Olajuwon is in my top five, and then probably top. Once the
3: Texans got there, and David Carr was scarred for life because of that. Those offensive linemen, by the way, should have to pay him, like, like back. T- like it's like boy- spousal support. <laughs> yeah, no. What they did to him... Like he was a good prospect. I'm not gonna get into David Carr's career Please trajectory, don't. but Please he's don't. a good prospect.
1: You can actually drag it over to Deshaun Watson if you want to. Alex, you got something. Is
2: anyone gonna bring up uh Major League Baseball? <laughs> Honestly.
1: <laughs> we I, gotta I, pinpoint their bad luck. We have to pinpoint it. Where did it start?
3: Oh yeah, I forgot with the trash cans.
1: Yes, we up. gotta figure it out. Where does it start? I'm gonna I'm gonna go to that game seven.
3: Cheating is tight. <laughs>
1: All right, before Salim literally self-destruct on his microphone, give me your honest um, – why am I drawing a blank all of a sudden? Assessment? I almost said assertion. Um, (laughs) Give me your honest assessment. Jeez, it's been one of those days, guys. You guys have no idea how hard it was to get into the studio today. But um, give me your honest assessment of the entire Deshaun Watson situation and end it off with where you think he goes.
3: Bill O'Brien is uh, should never have another head coaching job ever again. Wow! Then you trade Hopkins, which still, I mean, Deshaun Watson. They said his anger level was on a two, and now it's at a ten or eleven or something. <laughs> Off the chart! It's really amazing to me that you got a guy twenty-five years old, twenty-six. Gen- he's top five quarterback, I think. And you're gonna right lose top five right now? Yeah. I put him at okay. five right now. I like it. I, I like put him it. at five I like right it.
1: Now. Give me your five. Just, just yeah, for giggles. I need your five.
3: Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, Brady, Josh Allen, and the five is Sean Watson. No Russell Wilson.
1: No. That's really year. interesting.
3: Not this year.
1: I think he took some un- unnecessary shots that he didn't have to, but I th- Aaron, that's a whole other conversation. Don't the worry Seahawks about fans. it. Seahawks fans. Never mind.
3: Tell you this year they he-
2: just lost to Jared Goff, who I know. Is not your favorite either. And he had no... (laughs) Exactly. So you know Russell. He had no range of motion either. All the Seahawks fans
3: I follow on Twitter, they're like so pissed. Because since like week eight or nine, Russ hasn't been the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So for this year, those are my top five. But anyway, like losing Deshaun Watson would be... Like those guys don't... So I I think, look, there's going to be two teams that are really going to go after Deshaun Watson in a trade. I mean, there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to want to, but I think the two teams that are really going to start to outbid each other. I don't
1: think you're going to say the team I'm thinking.
3: Dolphins and the Jets. Hmm. Depends what Houston wants. But I would like for Miami not to be outbid because having Deshaun Watson and Josh Allen in your division for the next 10 to 12 years is uh, fucking sucks, man. (laughs)
1: I mean, I'm sure it would, but as I said before, I think what we I think what we can expect is the unexpected. I think this Deshaun Watson situation is so different that uh they've learned Deshaun enough to I believe that they do know that he's or they believe that he's a, a loyal person. So what I mean by that is if he goes to another organization, he's probably going to be there for quite some time. Because of that, I do not believe that they, sh- that they ship him to the AFC. Um,
3: Makes sense.
1: I'm going to say a name that I think is going to shock a lot of you guys. What about the Atlanta Falcons?
3: It's not impossible. Uh, Deshaun does have a no trade clause. I'm sure he'd be fine with going to Atlanta, though. Atlanta's an amazing city.
1: To now, go from Houston to Atlanta in one jump, that's a whole nother conversation. But uh, if they
3: now if I was Deshaun Watson and they said, Oh yeah, we're sending you to I don't know. Let's see.
1: Trying to think of a bad team at this all moment. T-
3: all the NFC cities are pretty cross. Cool.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, think about it. But like, the, damn. I was the gonna issue,
3: say St. Louis, but Rams are in LA now.
1: I was just about to say you send him there, he's not playing football. Carolina. But um no, Charlotte is
3: Charlotte's cool.
1: Never mind. Um, Charlotte's a cool place. Um, Deshaun Watson, I've said Atlanta, I said Atlanta only because if we go, if we go, uh, and look at Deshaun's, I don't even want to say track record. If we look at recent memory, is what I'll say. Recent memory in terms of the way that he's handled stuff. I believe that Julio Jones has handled something in a similar way. So I said all of that to say we're going to talk about coaches and head coach changes, head coaching changes and stuff later. Arthur Smith is the new head coach for the Atlanta Falcons. So if you guys didn't know, spoiler alert, I am going to talk about that a little later. Uh he was the offensive of coordinator down in uh Tennessee. They see Houston twice a year. Right. All I'm saying is watch Atlanta in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes.
3: Be so, many
2: teams so where's Matt guys. Ryan going?
1: Salim. Uh, <laughs> he I mean, feels exactly the way sal- I feel.
2: Salary-wise,
3: I mean, I think he'd have to go back to Houston. you got to look at what teams can do. So, you them. might
1: have to trade Remember them.
3: Though, the Jets have the number two Wait, don't we team. have
2: two campaigns going right now? Hashtag free Matt Ryan and hashtag free Deshaun Watson. I'm saying hashtag free Matthew Stafford yeah, first. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do that yeah, one before Matt Ryan. Still.
3: You have to look like the Jets have the number two overall pick in the draft. Yes. They would offer, I'm assuming, more picks, probably another first or two. Now, if you have you're Houston, that's that's a hell of an offer. I mean, you can grab Justin Fields or Zach Wilson, whoever they want. You have more picks for the future. Or you can go the other route, and you could get your pick back from Miami at three. You can get Miami's 18. Oh. I love Tua.
1: I get the, I get the number 3 overall pick into it and y'all 18th pick.
3: Yeah, and probably a second next year.
1: Mm, I might take that one. Yeah. I don't the Jets offer here's, don't look that appealing after that here's
3: one. Here's what I'm that's what I'm saying, man. Like a lot of teams are going to be interested, but you look at what teams have to offer. I mean, the Jets and the Dolphins are two teams that I don't yeah, I get, you know, you don't want to trade into the AFC, but I'd rather get those two packages than get 35-year-old Matt Ryan. I think Matt True. Ryan's great. My opinion is a Hall of Famer, but 35 years old versus a 22 year old that is the top flight prospect.
1: I, I think anybody who tells you that they wouldn't. Ask for a haul in return for Deshaun Watson. Either doesn't know football or. What is he, 25,
3: 26 years old? They're
1: just wrong. I don't even. Is he 26? He's not 26. No way he's 26. And
3: he's a top five quarterback.
1: I'm 26. (laughs) Like, there's no way Deshaun Watson is 26.
3: 26 26-year-old all-pro quarterbacks. Can you look?
1: You're the fact checker. I just realized that. (laughs) Here, (laughs) let me look. Oh, okay. Alex got it.
3: 25 or 26-year-old all-pro quarterbacks do not become available. Oh, my God.
1: And, and you just said it earlier. You said there's going to be so many teams. That I think you said like four. There's going to be half the league that's in on this. I think we're just not going to hear about it.
2: 25.
1: 25. Okay, 25 so some name is pretty old. right.
3: So 25-year-old all-pro quarterbacks do not become available. I mean, let's, let's go back, right? Let's think back. When was the last time a guy this good or even close to being this good at 25, 26 years old left that team and went to a different one? I'll give you a name. Drew Brees from San Diego to New Orleans 15 years ago,
1: and Drew Brees told them if they drafted a quarterback, it would be the biggest mistake of the franchise's or in franchise history. He said, it would, "quote He said it would be the biggest fucking mistake in franchise history."
3: So these these things do not happen. very often. You think often. Drew Brees is right? <laughs> these Absolutely, things don't happen very often is my my point. So I think.
1: And when they do, they go the other. They like go in the, the direction Texans, of the other team.
3: If I'm the Texans, I'm saying yo like. Unless you're offering what the Jets or Dolphins are offering, go home. Like, don't don't, don't call, even talk don't to me, motherfucker. So I, lo- I love Matt Ryan. He's 35, and you gotta, you know, we're not. They're not a win now team. I mean, they had Deshaun Watson. They went four and 12. Right. So
1: we'll bring, of course, we'll bring Celine back on to talk. Uh, actually, I'm gonna bring you back on for Robert Sala. Um, oh yeah, it's, yeah. So I definitely got to bring you back on for that. Uh, where are we going next?
2: Home teams.
1: Home Teams. Yep. Okay. Home teams it is. How about you start? All right. You have the Vegas Golden Knight jacket on, so let's talk a little bit about it. Let me actually, you're not gonna do it the right way. I All know right. you're not gonna do this the right <laughs> way. Let me do this first. Because I know you're not gonna do this the right way. Alex, you're a national champion. You're a national champion as a coach. So you're a national champion as a cheerleader and a coach. You do sideline reporting. You do betting odds. You do a radio show. You host events. Ladies and gentlemen, Alex just added writer to her back pocket as well. Alex, very, very soon, me and her, we we said after about a month. But at this point, at the rate that she's going, in a couple of weeks, Alex will be the official beat writer for us for the Vegas Golden Knights. Me and her covered the season opener. Her and Tyler actually covered uh, last night's game. Was it last night? Last night's game. Uh, Again, if you guys want any of our uh, stories, they are on TalkThatTalkRadio.com. Once again, it is TalkThatTalkRadio.com. But Alex... I just wanted to give you a little shout out because we appreciate you. We appreciate the fact that, uh, let me know. I I do want to speak for everybody in terms of us appreciating you, but I want to especially appreciate you for, uh, your willingness to learn. There's a lot of things that you will come to us and you'll say, like, I don't know how to do this, but I want to do it. So somebody's got to teach me at this point. And I kind of like that energy because you put it back on us. It's on us to, to show you something. So, Again, I thank you for kind of jumping out the window with this. But as I tell you all the time, you're far, far, uh, more along, further along than a lot of other people because you you got this sports thing down pat. So tell me what's going on with these nights.
2: Um, yes, I will. First, I just want to say that it was it's awesome. I'm loving it. Uh, you did a great job covering the first one with me and teaching you. me through it. No, you killed it. I that. also do want to give a shout out to our team, in in general, I Watching our group chat just go off all the time is awesome to see, and everybody taking all the different sports and covering different things. Absolutely. Uh, like Terrell said, check out the website, subscribe. Make sure that you're actually getting the stories because it is—it's a great team. And Absolutely. It's different angles. Um, everyone UNLV alum, right?
1: Yes, that's yes. Everybody really is cool. UNLV alum now. Everybody has their degree, so that—that's probably what I'm most proud of. Yes. Probably what I'm most proud of.
2: So, Vegas Golden Knights, hockey is back. I do love hockey. Started following it probably a, a year or two before we got the Golden Knights, mm-hmm. knowing we were getting a team. Um, so, they just opened up against the Anaheim Ducks, mm-hmm. and they swept them. Uh, first game, 5-2, to two, and last night, 2-1 to one in overtime. Ugh. Max Pacioretty scored that winning goal in overtime in seven seconds with the assist from Captain mark, mark stone. stone yep
1: captain stone
2: yeah so uh,
1: i do think it was interesting just from uh i just want to try to drop jam because you know I, i'm not alex you guys already know if you guys watch this show or listen to the show and watch it because we are about to be at westgate very very soon so we will have our youtube page up so you'll be able to listen and or watch this show but if you guys are, have been following this show for quite some time you know anytime hockey comes up i just look at alex and i tell her if it's not April, if we're not talking about postseason hockey, I don't know, fam. I don't know what's going on. So, Alex is on me this year. This is a year that I will be watching the Knights start to finish, making sure that I'm involved, making sure that I'm on it. It looks as if Chad Henney might have just iced this game with a short out route to Tyreek Hill, and it looks like Kansas City will hold on to a 22-17 to win. Kevin Stefanski and Baker Mayfield, you can slowly see dejection sitting in. Uh, But it looks as if we will get a Kansas City-Buffalo AFC championship. Two explosive offenses, especially if Patrick Mahomes can make it back.
2: Really interesting to see that final score, 22-17, especially with the line. Um,
1: Yes, yes. Oh, very true.
2: Would have been very different for bettors if Patrick Mahomes was in the whole game. Would have been interesting to see Mm. who would have covered. But those who bet on the Browns look like they are – Winners all around, whether they got them at 6 or 10. So
1: Before we go back to the Knights, uh, I just want to address the fact of how weird would the AFC championships have looked. Salim, if I told you, you don't necessarily have to, you can do this, you can just scream it out. But if I told you 10 to 15 years ago that the 2021 AFC championship would have been the Bills and the Browns, what would you have said?
3: I would be hype. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry, like... Ah! <laughs> uh, I hate, the B- I hate the Bills less, so much less than I hate any other AFC's team.
0: That's good to They've know. been
3: bad for so long. Like, it's kind of hard. It's like hating somebody that, like, I'm not going to make any comparison because I can't think of one that would be appropriate. But it's something like you shouldn't kick a person when they're down. Like, I don't know any Patriots <clears throat> fan that is like, man, I, I despise the. I mean, I do know a couple, but, like,
1: those it's are kinda, spoiled fans.
3: It's kinda hard to like hate like a team like the Dolphins or the Bills. Like, we've been bad. Like, what do you want from us, man? Like you wanna you wanna beat me up too? You see me on the side of like
1: <laughs> And speaking of that too, actually, um we're I know we don't have Chad full Haney time today. Game. Chad Henney did win a playoff game. I'm so sick. Chad Henney did win a playoff I'm game. Happy. Um I do think that in mentioning uh what Salim just said about like being a hater. We don't have time to talk about combat sports today, but, Salim, I don't know if you saw Max Holloway versus Calvin Cater. Um, Max Holloway put on one of the most one-sided fights, if not the most one-sided fight that I have seen in the cage ever. Um, I think he won on two of the cards, 50-43, and he won on the last card, 50-42. So that means, yes, there could have been a couple of 10-8 rounds in there, but there may have been a 10-7 round in there. So... Uh, those numbers are just ridiculous to say. After that game, Calvin Cater has a, a cut from the top of his head to the to his uh, hairline, and the first thing out of his mouth is, "If you're not a fan of Max of Max Holloway, you're a hater." I, I tell you guys all the time, there's just a level of professionalism yep. that mixed martial artists have that I don't know if I have. Yeah. I just don't know if I have it. Uh, let's get back to the nice and talk about some other tough guys.
2: So now they are going on to face the Arizona Coyotes. They will have two home games here, starting Monday, finishing up Wednesday the twentieth, and then they will go to Arizona to play a two game series there. Um yeah, it's interesting. The Knights have started something new this season. What they do. And that is the thirteen five.
1: Yes, yes. Thirteen forwards, five defensemen. Yes. So they typically – hockey teams typically go 12-6, and the times that they have deviated from that, they've gone 11-7. So first full year head coach – first full year as head coach for Pete DeBoer, um, I like the fact that he went to uh, uh, President George McPhee. And as I say all the time, when you walk into a place, if you want me to produce – You have to give me the tools. So to walk in and say, I know that it's never been done in this organization, but I need a captain. We've never had it before. I don't particularly want one. Speaking as George McPhee, I don't know exactly how that conversation went, but I'm pretty sure Pete DeBoer is like, you hired me to run the team. Captain is a a team operation. I'm going to name a captain.
0: There goes that. <laughs> yep. There goes
1: that. So I think this thirteen-five sale for for a person in George McPhee who used to play hockey. So I'm pretty sure that was a tougher sale for him. But similar to what you just said, two games in, I mean, I don't think too many people are complaining.
2: No, I don't. And I have to the captain thing since I have coached for about ten years now um i do agree but i am very much so each team is different Hmm. so some years i will have a captain and some i won't kind of depends i think it was definitely time for the golden knights to have a captain and a leader i mean they were looking to the inaugural season all those veterans and they kind of all took their place shared the role but it was time to move forward from that first year right absolutely Really have leadership and someone to follow. So,
1: quick question, just a little sidebar question. Um, I know we have to get to UNLV basketball too. Um, do we think that Mark Andre Fleury was not named captain because he's not going to be the one between the pipes every night? Absolutely. Okay. I just didn't know if that was my brain working in, in overtime or if that was pretty pretty across the board, pretty much across the board that uh, it's really no reason to name him as captain, especially if you already have that presence in a locker room. You don't necessarily probably have to throw that C on his chest.
2: I'm going to put something out there.
1: Uh-oh, <laughs>
3: uh-oh, uh-oh.
2: <laughs> and it could be dead on or way off, but I do not think Flower is DeBoer's guy. But I think he is the team's guy, and I think mm. that could be a little bit of a problem. If you watch the interviews from the last two nights, every single one of the guys brings up Flurry in their interviews. A lot.
1: And, and you th- said it too when you said team. I think I'm gonna take it one step bigger than that. I think it's the city's city. City.
2: Oh, 100 yeah. percent. Fan,
1: you will ask a fan right now who's their favorite player, and they'll say Mark Andre Fleury to this to this day.
2: Yes and outraged when we went to the playoffs. This so let's season. go to our
1: favorite conversation on this show. You should know what this conversation is. We have had this conversation about a million times. This is the only conversation we continue to have.
2: Uh-oh.
1: Where? When is it okay to ask your goats to walk away? Oh. When do we Not tell yet. Flurry Not to yet.
2: I think this is a great thing that he has stayed for. You know, he's like, he's like, I'm okay with sharing this right now. I of think course. he wants to be... What is it? 1A, not 1B? 1A, one, one,
1: one 1B? One yeah. yeah. I think he'd
2: rather be 1A than 1B. For sure. But I do think he understands what they're getting into with this season, playing every other night, and how – I i mean, I think everyone understands how much of an advantage it'll be for the Golden Knights to have two great goalies.
1: Absolutely. Um, I know we said we were bringing Salim on for uh, basketball. So before we do that, let's talk NFL coaches. Okay. And then – We'll bring him on for Robert Sala, and then he'll stay on for basketball. Perfect. And then we'll try to do that.
2: Wait, did we – first, you and I be
1: basketball. Oh, because we want to do home teams all together.
2: Let's do home teams all together. Okay, cool.
1: Let's do home teams all together. So, uh, (laughs) let me have a little fun with this. I tweeted that um, I normally am a firm believer in sports superstit. Never mind. And I literally tweeted that. I'm a firm believer in sports superstit. Never mind. We are back to covering, if you guys already uh, have been following this show, you guys know that we've had some some issues with getting back to covering sports in person for UNLV for God knows what. Um, we're back in the building. And I just want to say, in the two games that I have covered, UNL, UNLV has won them, have won them. No, I said it right the first time. UNLV has won their last two games by a combined 84 points. We're talking basketball, guys. So I just want to pat myself on the back for that. In the time that I was away from the team, (laughs) there was one win between two sports. Yep. I just wanted to bring that up. I'll let that live where it is. However, UNLV did bounce back with a uh, 50, what is that, 61 points. 61 points against St. Catherine. What I will say is my dad texted me that morning and said, I'm sorry, who do you guys play tonight? I said, fam, leave me alone. <laughs> leave me alone. I don't want to talk about this. He said, what's going on with y'all season? The pandemic. That's, that's the answer, the pandemic. So UNLV did absolutely blow out the Firebirds by 61 points. Uh, they were pretty close to actually setting a new program record for uh, points allowed. I believe uh, St. Catherine had about 26 points halfway through uh, the second half and fouls, (laughs) just fouls, gave them their additional eight points. Uh, Fouling is another thing that TJ has mentioned that this team needs to clean up. Uh, This is a team with seven freshmen. This is a team that they just actually announced yesterday that junior guard Marvin Coleman will miss the rest of the year. Uh, He suffered a stress fracture in his right leg. So he's done for the season. And if you follow this um, this team, Marvin is actually the team's leading assist getter uh, for a game. So that's going to be a blow. During the press conference yesterday, TJ mentioned that uh, there's so many other things on the court that have nothing to do with stats that everybody needs to pick up from. And he's oh, the yeah. biggest thing that he said was there is no better communicator on the team than Marvin.
2: And you can see that on the court. And he's a huge leader for them. So
1: Leader is another word that he used. So he said that in in the absence of Marvin actually being in uniform, he expects his team to play for each other, celebrate each other, and things of that nature. Um, if you get a chance to go back and watch that game, watch the bench. I had some of the greatest fun last night just watching the, the bench. I don't know the last time I've seen the bench that amped. I don't want to be dramatic and tell you that Arizona overtime game, but – Mm, Take that back Marvin Coleman's triple-double Marvin's triple-double That was probably the last time I saw the bench like that animated So I think that this team is on to something Uh, There is another game tomorrow uh, A Martin Luther King Day game
2: Um, What was the score last night against New Mexico?
1: Yes, and that was actually the second. No, 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 you're all good. Uh, There's a reason why I kind of did that, but you're all good. I'm about to tell you right now because that will be the second game of this two-game set. UNLV got their first Mountain West win uh, last night. Uh, Am I right? I am. Got their first win yesterday, I should say. At home, at the Thomas and Max Center, they won by 23 points against New Mexico. Here's the deal. I know that this is their first conference win, and every win is a big deal, especially every conference win. However, in the words of Salim, New Mexico is so bad. Like they're just bad. Like when a team is bad, like Salim doesn't know what to say. He'll tell, they're just bad. Take it for what you will. Uh, and I don't want to. watch. Hope I did not absolutely butcher that name. But he is the only player that averages in double figures for UNL, or excuse me, for uh, New Mexico. The trend continued. He was the only Lobo player in double figures until the 416 mark last night. Or yesterday, I should say. So UNLV, as much as I would love to say we're great defensively, Right. you're playing against a team who averages 11 assists as a team. We just said that Marvin by himself was average four. So, in that regard, it goes back to the Kansas State win. I look at all of UNLV's wins this year, and granted, they're three and six. What do we take away from these three wins? We'll see if they go four and six at least. What's to
2: say? So that is oh. here as well, right? Yes, Both yes, yes. Them. So
1: they're back at the Thomas & Mack Center uh, on Thursday to play uh, the University of New Mexico. And then, of course, the second part of the games that they went ahead and added, St. Saint, be- Saint Benedictine uh, Mesa will be on Thursday. So that's another yeah. game to go ahead and uh, check out, and we'll see what that result is. Uh, so let's talk some football really quick, some coaches really quick before we go ahead and – um. and and bring Celine back on. Let's start again, home team. Let's start Raiders. The Raiders hired Gus Bradley as their defensive coordinator. If you know anything about Gus Bradley, he's the former defensive coordinator over in Seattle and with the Los Angeles Chargers. He is credited, in addition to Dan Quinn, uh, with creating the the defense that we remember as the Legion of Boom. Um, Gus Bradley historically doesn't blitz very often. And the Raiders are a team that doesn't create pressure on quarterbacks, and then you hire a quarterback—I mean, a defensive coordinator that doesn't blitz. The Raiders were in the bottom half of the league in terms of um, defense. So all I want to talk about at this point, of course, we're trying to implement these odds and things like that. All I want to know is over/under for Raiders defense. And that number is 16. Will the Raiders finish in the top half or the bottom half in defense? This is for you, Alex. <laughs>
2: um, top half.
1: Hmm. So if they do finish in the top half, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people will be banking on a big season from Jonathan Abram. Uh, somebody who he actually came out this year and admitted that this season he felt like it was his rookie year. Uh, we know he did deal with that, uh, Labor issue last season um i believe he only played in that monday night game uh against denver that season opener and then he went ahead and went down uh, with that surgery i think the issue with jonathan abram is aside from of course tyler bischoff on espn radio talking about him in the cover three but uh or not knowing how to run the cover three which is a defense that uh gus bradley actually specializes in so we'll see how that works but uh A lot of the talk has been about how hard of a hitter he is. I'm one of those people. The issue is, for me, control level. He's out of control a lot. To the point to where a lot of the injuries that have happened in that secondary over the last two years have been caused by him. You could even argue a lot of his injuries have been caused by him. So, I think... As much as, as people want to say it's about his intelligence level and reading defenses and things like that, I think we might have a Russell Westbrook situation where you know what you're doing. Just don't overdo it. Right. If some, I think if Gus Bradley can get Jonathan Abram back to the mechanics of football, I think we have a leader on defense. I do.
2: So do you like the hire?
1: That remains to be seen. I'm going to be honest with you. It remains to be seen. We we talked earlier, me and Salim, I know you were in the, uh, in the newsroom with us. Me and Salim, we were watching the game. We spoke about Urban Meyer. I'm kind of trickling into the next topic, but Urban Meyer uh, looking at Raheem Morris, uh, former defensive coordinator and interim coach for Atlanta, as his defensive coordinator. I would have loved for the Raiders to do something like that. Again, we'll see. Um, I, I don't think you want to argue too much and already because I mean, if he comes in and does even marginally or even if there's a marginal improvement, it's better than last year's defense, right? right. so I guess it kind of just uh it it really relies and comes down to uh that offense simply because John Gruden is an offensive coach, you've spent money on the offensive side, Derek Carr is either your guy or he isn't um so I guess we'll see what happens there uh, just so you guys know, Gus Bradley did have one. Head coaching job down in Jacksonville. Can you guys guess? He went how many games was it? Sixty-two total games. Can you guys guess the wins? No, you're all good. He played sixty. Or he, did I say sixty-two? I did sixty. He coached sixty-two total games for Jacksonville. How many do you guys think he won as a head coach? Let's have some more fun with over under. Over under seventeen.
2: I don't know. Because you're saying it like that, I'm going to say under.
1: Gus Bradley as a head coach is 14 and 48. Jesus Christ. But we're not asking him to be a head coach, right? <laughs> so it doesn't matter.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah some people are not.
1: So it d- a lot of room for that. <laughs> Relax. So let's actually do this now. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Uh, there were three head coaching hires this past week, unless there was just a new one recently. I, I didn't know about it. But um, – I feel three different ways about all three of them. I'm very, very high <laughs> on one. I'm neutral on one. And I'm absolutely like, fam, what are we doing? What What's happening here? Are you guys ready? Which one you guys want me to talk about first?
2: Um,
1: How about we end with the one that I'm super positive about? Okay. Salim, it kind of gives it away because I'm bringing you on for that last one, so it helps. Yeah. So... The first one that I'm going to talk about is the one that I'm kind of neutral on. All right.
2: Good and that's, good starting point. Yeah.
1: I, like right, I mean, right. Let's let's start middle even even kill. I think I'm going to start with Urban Meyer down in Jacksonville. Okay. The reason why I'm um I'm kind of neutral on it is because I guess I'll start with the good. The NFL has been mimicking a college um style. For quite some time. And I feel like when me and Celine were talking last week about um, – me and Salim were talking last week about Nick Saban being the greatest college football coach. And Salim was saying, yeah, it's really not an argument. The only other coach that has a somewhat argument is a coach that used to coach Tim Tebow's uh, Florida Gators. And, of course, in looking at Urban Meyer's college record – Where he went 182, excuse me, 187 and 32, he had a win percentage in college of 85%. He went 12 and three in bowl games. He's 56 years old. Here's the difference, though. This is his first NFL job. So yes, he's the NFL is heading towards college plays, college schemes, everything, college coaches. He can bolster that. Of course, with the number one overall pick, which everybody anticipates, will be Trevor Lawrence.
3: Although, and I guess And I Celine is saying my na- point. Ninety-nine percent chance of taking Lawrence. But it is interesting that Justin Fields is sitting right there and the guy that coached him. I still think they go with Lawrence, but that's very interesting.
1: I personally don't believe that Urban Meyer comes out unless he believes that Trevor Lawrence is the next Peyton Manning.
3: Yeah, and I agree with you there. I mean...
1: I just have one small point to make about that Peyton Manny comparison. We also said the thing, this that same thing about Andrew Luck. That's it.
3: Andrew Luck was incredible until he got hit too many times. Until they didn't protect him. Yeah, it's a shame. The guy was incredible. I love Andrew Luck.
1: So I think it's interesting to know that people have not mentioned that Urban why Urban Meyer got out of football to begin with, and that was his health. Yeah. I wish the best for him. I hope that everything has gotten better for him in terms of health wise. But you're going right back into a hostile situation. Um, Ryan Clark actually mentioned about being about being a, a a player in the NFL, and he said if he played in college, he played for the best coach in terms of Nick Saban. He said, however. Urban Meyer similar to Nick Saban they would have been he would have probably had the same amount of success under Urban Meyer the difference is Urban Meyer and Nick Saban are college coaches which means you're dealing with kids that are maturing into men as opposed to dealing with men with mortgages it's a little different so in saying that Urban Meyer 100% in my opinion Is one of those coaches that rules with an iron fist, and I think we saw when when players like Yannick, uh, I don't know why I'm doing that, Yannick Ngakwe, wanted out of Jacksonville, and the way that he did it, we 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 see what happened with Jacksonville when they had Tom Coughlin and Jalen Ramsey. We've seen Jacksonville handle things wrong before. Is Urban Meyer the dictator that you want? Ron is a dictator as well. He's a different type of dictator. So that's 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 a worry that I have. And then the last point that I actually want to make, without being too salacious and too TMZ-ish, um, of course we know about the situation with his assistant coach. Um, ref- somewhat covering that up, I know Salim has plenty of stories about the stories that were would come out with that Florida team. And, of course, we know about how some of those situations played out in the long run. Um, it's you. You have to question Urban Meyer's ability to lead men. I, I think you do. I
2: don't think that's fair. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say when you said the reason why he stepped away from football. That was my first thought. Um,
3: yeah, that, that, and then I forgot about the health thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and cause I believe he said it was migraines. And my thing is, it's like. Mike Mike Tomlin might be one of the coolest coaches. Sean McDermott, Sean McVay, some of the coolest coaches, and you see them on the sideline, and all they do is yell, and it's like, yo, what is going on right now? Um, and now I guess we'll talk about the one that I'm, I guess I'm kind of down on. Only if we're doing up neutral, and then the other one has to be down. I know I talked about him earlier, so if they get Deshaun Watson, and go ahead. That means something different. But that new head coach is Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith was the offensive coordinator down in Tennessee. If you're going to take anybody from the Tennessee coaching staff, would you not take their running back coach? Let me give you guys a little bit of an update. Tony Dews is their running back coach. Tony Dews was here in 2006. Tony Dews coached UNLV's linebackers and special teams in 2006. He has been their running back coach for the last three seasons. Do you know what that perfectly aligns with? That's true. That's true. Derrick Henry absolutely leading the league in rushing for the last two seasons. Tony Dews would be at the head of that.
3: Although I will say Arthur Smith, I think, I, I like the hierarchy.
1: I'm not going to say that I don't like the hire. I'm going to say I don't like the hire. I'm not saying I don't like the hire because of him. I'm saying I don't like the hire because of what else you could have gotten. So my whole thing is if you reached into that Tennessee pool, did Tony Dudes get an interview? I have plenty of questions because when you look at these offensive numbers, Tennessee was second in uh, total yards and fourth in points. However, let's dive deeper into those numbers. They were second in rush attempts, second in rush yards, and second in rushing touchdowns. Let's look at these passing numbers. They were 30th in pass attempts of 32. They were 23rd in passing yards of 32. That offense was carried by the running back group. Did Tony Dews get a get an interview? That's my question. Just in case you guys wanted to know, he'll Tony Dews is a black man.
2: He'll be the new offensive coordinator.
1: He should be. Do we know that?
3: Like I said, man. I mean, that's definitely it's definitely something to think of. But I, I like the Arthur Smith hire for for the Falcons. I think he's going to be good there. I like that.
1: And Then this last one that I have is actually somebody that I'm really really high on. Robert somebody. Salve.
3: Robert Saleh is a is a really good coach.
1: Somebody who wait like wait wait hold on hold on before you, before you even jump into it because I'm actually let you take over. But he becomes the first. Am I? week? Oh, no, that's mine. Okay, I was like, wait a minute. Um, He becomes the first Muslim head coach in NFL history. Um, Robert Sala is coming from the 49ers and he's going to the New York Jets. When he was with the 49ers, he inherited a 32nd ranked defense. He He inherited a defense that was last in the league. That defense has been transformed into a top five defense over the last two seasons, not to mention this year where his best player in terms of Nick Bosa was not on the field. Salim, talk about him. He's
3: a, he's a great coach, man. He has, like, a presence, too. He's going to be really good for the Richard Jets. Richard Sherman talked a little bit about it. He's going to be really good for the Jets. Um, and they, I mean, Jesus Christ, going from Adam Gase to Robert Saleh is going to be, like... Going from eating like Arby's to like a a nice ribeye New York strip steak. I'm
1: so mad you landed on Arby's.
3: Arby's is a terrible place. (laughs) I'm
1: very upset you landed on that.
3: Terrible people.
1: So here's the deal. I seen Duna tweet that uh (laughs) terrible people. I seen Duna tweet (laughs) that um the Jets hiring a defensive a defensive coach makes no sense to him. I replied to Duna to Duna and said, well. They also said that Adam Gase was an offensive coach.
3: Adam Gase's only success came with uh, Peyton Manning. (laughs) And
1: even Uh, then, I told Duna, or maybe I didn't tell Duna, but when I told Duna that, where my mind went was, let's go back to the last time that the Jets had success. It was with the defensive-minded coach in terms of Rex Ryan. Ten years ago. So they didn't have an offense that was setting the league on fire, but they had a competent enough offense to where they competed and they stayed in games, do you think that Robert Sala, if he doesn't do it himself, can create a, a coaching staff and an environment enough to make Sam Darnold look that competent, to win seven games even?
3: I think if if they don't do the Deshaun Watson trade, I think they're going to keep Darnold. Um, you,
1: you don't have a choice, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They have the new t- number two overall pick. A bunch sure. of sources have said, though, like at least from what I've seen, that the Jets are still pretty high on Darnold and mm-hmm. sales and the incoming regime. But You
1: think you think Salah thinks Darnold is better than Jimmy Garoppolo?
3: I don't even know. But I would give Darnold
1: I'm sorry, that was messy. I don't even <laughs> That had, that mean that meant nothing, but I'm it sorry. It has
3: to I think it comes down to like, let's say Deshaun Watson trade doesn't happen. Yes. It really comes down to the fact that it's like do you think Whose ceiling is higher for you, Sam Darnold's or Zach Wilson or Justin Fields?
1: Oh, if you said if you don't get Deshaun. Yeah, if you don't okay. get Deshaun. I thought you were questioning if no, you no, get Deshaun no, no, no. whose ceiling was higher. I'm about to say, what? You've no, 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 got to no. think Deshaun's is. No, I don't smoke crack. Um, um, <laughs> I, Zach Wilson's size worries me a little bit. Um, granted, we see people like Kyler Murray that's, that's entering into the league and Drew Brees isn't tall in terms of stature. Uh, Zach so,
3: Wilson's 6'2". I mean, as long as he puts on a little bit more uh, –
1: yeah that's where I'm still going size like he played for BYU and even in some of those games he he looks undersized on on the field uh I mean the arm is there so I'm excited to see where he does go because I do think he'll wherever he goes I would like for Zach Wilson to get a shot that's the only thing if he goes to a team where he's sitting I don't know if that draft pick gets buried somewhere um another thing that I actually want to mention and Salim I guess I'll just ask you flat out is Eric B enemy going to be a head coach this year
3: I guess it depends what happens with the Chiefs, too. Like, because, like I said, man, like it comes down. I think he, I think at this point, he has his pick. Hmm. Like, I think even with, you know, NFL hiring practices being extremely biased, I still think he's at the point where he can have his pick. I don't think, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's comfortable there. He has Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback, Tyreek Hill. You're going to leave there to go coach – I don't know. Philip
1: Rivers in the second year in Indianapolis. No, I'm just playing. That's Frank Wright. Um, I do think Frank Wright is going to make a uh, push for Carson Wentz. That's neither here nor there, but I just want to say it on this show again.
3: Like I said, I, I think the enemy will be interviewed, but it has to be to a team that's worth like, – because I, I wouldn't leave that situation. In, uh, and Andy Reid, I mean, God bless the guy, but he's getting up there in age.
1: And I was – when she said, does he want to leave – That's when a new idea popped into my head. And the only thing that kind of stopped me when you said maybe he wants to stay, I don't think he wants to stay as offensive coordinator. I think the only reason why he didn't take one of these jobs or it wasn't announced that he was offered one of the positions is if that conversation inside of that Kansas City locker room and offices has been that if Andy Reid goes through his entire career and didn't have a Super Bowl, and then wins back-to-back Super Bowls, I could see Andy Reid retiring.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, a- Eric Enemy would be a great hire for any team.
1: To, to step into that Kansas City offense, Kansas City goes nowhere.
3: Andy Reid will be 63 in two months.
1: At this point, if he wins another Super Bowl, it's just dependent on if he wants to do it.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, Eric uh, Eric Bien-Ami is definitely going to get a shot. Uh if I were him, I would talk to Andy Reid, and it's like, look, man, what, what are we doing timeline-wise? Because I'd really like to stay here, but at the end of the day, I do want to become a head coach.
1: Yeah, so, so maybe I'm like, doing office coordinator for another year, but like, it's like gotta, after that. you got
3: to give me, like, an like, a yeah. timeline here.
1: Because at the same time, too, I, if he does do it another year and Andy turns 64, Eric B. another year older as well. So um, I think that's just something that we should keep an eye on. Um Alex told me to bring you on for NBA talk.
3: Yeah, we'll talk a little NBA before we head out. So
1: I think for this last 30 minutes we should talk NBA. And I think we can do that. I want to start with a question.
3: Mhm.
1: Does Kyrie hate his job?
3: Yeah, I think so, man. Like <laughs> he doesn't like it.
1: What is his job? Let's 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 come to that. Let's come to that conclusion. What's his job?
3: He's a part-time NBA player.
1: I'm so happy you said that. Part-time. I think Kyrie has no... If you could pay Kyrie to play basketball and go home, he would be fine. He's a. Once you make Kyrie talk to people, I think Kyrie's like, fam, I'm out. He does I'm some out. good
3: things <laughs> with his money. Absolutely. He's. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. You couldn't give, like there's not a team in the league i think that should trade for kyrie Irving right now
1: but he's such a talent that i don't think the nets should trade him either
3: no and, and i don't think any team should trade for him because i think let's say let's say the nets said you know what houston will give you kyrie kyrie would retire before that the, the phone is hung up
1: honestly let stay right there stay right there with me Kyrie is currently on a leave of absence. Uh, from. I think he's still on a leave of absence from the Nets. Uh, he cited personal reasons. Um, of course, I never talk about anything when it comes to personal reasons. You never know exactly what that is. Kyrie is a person that came out, I think, a year after and told us that he was dealing with the death of his grandfather. And again, he told us a year after. So Kyrie has proven to be somebody who uh, he focuses on him. And And as weird as it may seem a lot of people have things to say about Kyrie and how he does that and how he um how he handles himself. At the end of the day, Kyrie is probably doing what we should do more. That's true. Self-care is first. So, regardless of how you view me, regardless of what you think about me, I have to get right with me. Like I this is kind of a podcast topic. I mean, it's a podcast uh note here, but I tw- I quoted something And I seen something that said, uh, I think Nip said it, Uh, I gotta get right with God, then get right with myself, and then I can get right with you. And I took that quote and I said, you know what's funny? I said, this generation of dating doesn't understand this. You could be with, you could be around somebody and think that the relationship would be amazing, but let me get right with God, let me get right with myself, and let me get right with you after that. Because if I don't do it in that order, it, it, it's going to turn to shit. It doesn't matter.
3: My only thing with what Kyrie did, like I don't blame him for wanting time off or personal time, is that he didn't – he just up and left the Nets high and dry and didn't really, like – that's that's my only problem with that.
1: Didn't Dennis Rodman up and lead the bulls at times?
3: He did, but I
2: I don't think – That makes it right. No, no, no. I'm
1: not saying it makes it right by no means. I guess what I'm asking is, do you have certain teammates that you'll sacrifice it for?
3: Kyrie's definitely talented enough to where, like, they'll they'll live with it. But at a certain point, I mean, it's like.
1: There is a respect factor.
3: The guy hasn't played that many games for Brooklyn (laughs) at all.
1: At all. And everybody, and granted, I shot him bail last year and said, well, KD's not playing. I mean, you want to play without KD? KD's there.
3: Like. I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm totally for personal time, but at least, like, give your team a heads up.
1: And since then, he's been spotted at his sister's birthday party uh, in Jersey, I believe it was. I think it was it in Australia. Only, I
3: think it was in Australia. I
1: heard a Jersey club. And the thing is, I didn't think Jersey was open either. I know friends. I got friends on the East Coast. And I didn't think Jersey was open. But I the report that I heard was a Jersey-like club. Like, it was rented out. So, I don't know if that matters. But – the big hoopla wasn't even that he, he was there. It kind of was. But the main thing was that it was unmasked. He was unmasked. Yeah. And I'm sure Adam Silver in the league saw that and said, damn it, Kyrie. Um,
3: he just, he, <laughs> like,
1: since then, he's been fine.
3: Yeah, <laughs> he's he's going to be back relatively soon, I think.
1: All right. I didn't, I didn't give you guys a, an odds with this one, and I want both of you guys to answer this. Give me the percentage. That we wake up one morning, and Kyrie Irving announces his retirement.
3: One morning, let's do a timeline though. Like, I mean, five le- years or less, or.
1: <sighs> Fam, I'm if my over under if we're doing over under my number is not five. Yeah, I'm at about I want to say two and a half again.
2: Yeah,
3: I think there's like fifty percent chance. I would say. And I don't think. Like,
1: but you I got really Alex? Nah, play. give me yours. <laughs> I think that's. Don't a pretty, point at Celine.
2: I think that's pretty good.
1: Half and half? I'm at about 65%, guys.
3: I really do believe if, if they traded him to Houston, knowing that he wanted to play with his friend, Kevin Durant, he'd retire. I truly I think even
1: believe. with playing with his friend, Kevin Durant, I think Kyrie may retire very, very soon. I do. I think that Kyrie has proven. George Hill has proven that uh, what's going on in the world has taken a a toll on him. Kyrie, you just mentioned it earlier, has also announced that. And I think that George Hill, if he retired right now and cited those reasons, we would look at George Hill and say, well, I mean, how many more years did he have left anyway? I think Kyrie Irving, you just mentioned it in terms of what he does with his money. Kyrie has gotten into music lately. Kyrie, I don't know if you guys know, but Kyrie is an amazing painter. Kyrie Irving, I don't think, needs basketball, bro.
3: I don't think he really loves basketball. and There's nothing wrong with that.
1: I think the opposite. I think he loves basketball. I don't think he loves the business.
2: What's his relationship with his new star teammate coming in?
1: And, Since Alex, this know. is why we love you. And this is why we love you, and this is exactly why, because I was trying to find a way to, like, not bring up Harden. Shout out to Salim because he didn't do it either. We tried to have this whole conversation without bringing up Harden. Thank you for ushering us into that. Because now (laughs) you had overreaction Twitter saying, trade Kyrie following the debut of James Harden, where he became the first player to go for a 30-point triple-double in a team debut. Um, That stat, I'll be honest with you Not that I don't care, but it doesn't mean much to me so... It's such a, You have teams that are really bad That average 111 points Now So basketball is different So um, what I will say is I'm not saying that that, that his game was overblown I'm saying that that particular stat First to average th- Or first to uh have a 30 point triple double In a team debut However, what was not overblown was the actual addition. If you watch that game... Oh,
3: yeah, no. Kevin Durant... Oh, my four- God. Kevin Durant's numbers this year, and he's...
1: You know what I loved what? about KD doing it, doing this, though? KD has still not said a word.
3: Although the Nets have denied it, I got I to gotta say, I don't think they make this trade if Kyrie's there. Really? I, I do. I, I don't think they do.
1: To... Talk to me. Cause I, I mean you would want to keep KD happy regardless, right?
3: Of course. Of course. But if Kyrie's not there, I mean, we don't know. He's such a volatile guy. Like, you like you said, he could you just leave the team without telling them. You're not answering certain calls. Yes. You're partying maskless. You're already known as a guy that fair or not is questioned like now if you have if you get Kyrie back, which I think they will. You're great. You got three stars. Maybe you're a little short on depth, and that sucks. But if Kyrie just up and retires, now you got Kevin Durant and no offense to Karis Lavert or guys like that, but it's like that's not enough to get you a title. And I don't think they do this trade if, if Kyrie's there.
1: I actually want to send uh, special prayers and yes. shout out to uh, Karis Lavert, yes, who during the. And this is what's interesting because I would love for the league to come out and express if the Pacers are willing to still accept this trade and kind of.
3: They did. Okay, I thought so. Yeah, they And kind of still
1: play it by ear.
3: They had to. Uh, they added, I think, some cash and then a second round pick in like 2024 or something.
1: So again, I don't. I don't want to speculate too much, because you would hope that it, this isn't the case. But you, we've seen it happen. We've seen teams know that a player is dealing with a health with with a health issue, and they trade them, knowing that what what that is. But I will say, uh, I believe Kendrick Perkins might have been the one to say it that the trade was a blessing in disguise because that mass was found on his kidney. So um, I, again, I just want to send prayers. To um, absolutely. On, oh, I'm sorry. I just want to send prayers to Karis Lavert, um, new pacer. He, uh, we rather are wishing him a speedy, speedy, speedy recovery. Um, I actually put in parentheses, how does James Harden look? What I wanted to talk about was him in his first game, but since then, there's this thing that's on fire on Twitter, and there's this side by side of James Harden.
3: People have to understand.
1: Did James Harden finesse us?
3: People have to understand. James Harden wears heating pads under his warm-ups. He's done this for years. I hate to be the one like, to ruin all the fun. You know, Like, ha, ha, ha. James <laughs> Harden is fat. Now he's skinny. <laughs> Plus, black is slimming. We know that. Uh, True.
1: But they didn't wear black yesterday.
3: <laughs> no, in the, in the warm-ups he had on black.
1: Yeah, no, I've seen that. I seen that.
3: When, but when he had on the blue, he did still look a little round.
1: That's what I was gonna say. As much less as the jokes round. are funny,
3: less round than prior. It's like James is
1: still James.
3: Look, it doesn't it doesn't matter. James Harden, he could have. It's not gold there. Um, we he's can. He's gonna drop 40. He's gonna drop 30 points. Tr- he's James Harden is insane.
1: I'm gonna do. I'm gonna actually do something that um. <laughs> Alex is gonna be uh kind of shocked for I, I truthfully believe she's going to be shocked with it. and just so you guys know that uh other nfc divisional round game has begun in new orleans it's 11:39 left in that first quarter the saints and the buccaneers um i'm actually gonna surprise alex i think we only have about 20 minutes left in this show but uh i think i'm about ready to say and i have been for quite some time but Sometime before last year, before uh, the pandemic started and the, and basketball was being played like regular, I'm about ready to say, if we're still picking both teams, and or if I'm still starting with a team and I can pick one of these two guards, I'm still taking Kobe every single time. However, I am willing to say that James Harden has passed Kobe offensively.
2: Wow. I am shocked.
1: James Harden is unguardable. And I I fully came to that degree, to that agreement last year.
3: It's funny because in in this game against Orlando, is first with the uh, with the Nets, he had a couple mid rangers and everybody was like, "Oh my God, I can," he can do that. He like, has
1: everything in his back.
3: People, okay, yes, like the past since D'Antoni got there, he has been playing hard harden ball. That doesn't mean. Yes. You think he can hit those step back threes, and you don't? People think he can't hit like a mid range jumper.
1: It's the craziest thing in the world. So I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> Not more than him, I bet. Like, I mean, I think what confuses people about James Harden is they don't realize, similar to Zach Levine, and I know it sounds crazy because Zach doesn't seem, and yes, I said seem, like that crazy of an offensive talent. You let Zach Levine shoot the three ball 13 times a game, he's going to come away with six. And he's going to do it more often than not. So I think people similar to James Harden, I mean, similar to Zach Levine, they act as if James Harden is a one-trick pony. Now, every time people say that, I ask them, what's that trick? Because if you say to step back, James Harden blows by a lot of guys. And then you look at that that layup attempt last night. When he went up with that strong left arm, there was a, a Orlando defender. It might have been Nick Vucevic who had his arm between him. And he still – not only did he get it to the cup, he got no, the bucket.
3: Not only that, you look you look and you see James Harden his type of game – it's going to last a very long time. But he doesn't rely on speed. True. He has athleticism. Don't get me wrong. He does. Dunk, like, But he doesn't really rely on that. He relies on strength.
1: Please don't forget your point. People are, when you said he, that they were shocked about the mid-range jumper, why does it surprise people that James Harden can jump out of the gym still?
3: Yeah. Not like he's extremely strong and we've seen other guys that are extremely strong last well into their 30s. Like a certain, uh, you know, LeBron James. Not saying Let's not James talk Harden about Bron, bro run like strong, but he's mm. up there.
1: He's 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 not far.
3: He's not far. So I think James Harden's game is gonna last a while too.
1: Is James stronger than Giannis?
3: Compare. I don't know comparatively because Giannis is like half a foot taller and weighs more than him. And Giannis, I mean, we've seen all the pictures. I mean, that mm. dude is buff as hell. Like
1: I told you, I've I, have you have you seen Giannis in person, Alex? No. I told you, it's very few people that, like, of course, like, NBA, you see athletes, and I know if you guys are listening, to this is like, the 12th time I've said it, but you see athletes and you're like, oh, okay. Like, some people are often shocked to realize, like, oh, you're just six inches taller than me or whatever the case may be. Very few times do you see somebody and you're like, I didn't know they made humans like you. Like, that's kind of crazy. Um, of course, seeing Shaq, seeing Yao, stuff like that. Today's game? When I met Anthony Davis and Giannis, I was like, you guys look like monsters. Like, if Space Jam, like, dropped, like, if we just, like, started filming right now for Space Jam, you guys don't need anything. (laughs) Just walk in front of the camera. So I said all of that to say, I think James Harden is, is stronger than Giannis. Only because of the way that he uses his body. Giannis is longer than him, so his weight is proportioned differently. Giannis will still work his way around you. James is willing to go through you more than Giannis is willing to go through you, in my opinion.
3: Yeah, I think that comes down to play style, because I do think True. Giannis is a tank. I mean, there's some photos you see of that guy. Like, however, I, I do think James Harden is going to be good for well into his thirties.
1: How does he now? Twenty nine? Alex, can we figure he's, that out? He's thirty one. He's thirty one. Thank he's you so
3: 31. much. Um,
1: Florida man fact checker on the move.
3: I think he's going to be one of those guys that's still going to be, like, elite at 35, 36. And, like, because his game doesn't rely on speed. Like, he's just going to get, like, he has that Paul Pierce, like, Mm -hmm. ability where it doesn't matter how fast he's going. He's going to get by you. He
1: makes you feel like you can do it because you see him going so slow. And you're like, Paul Pierce is the reason why I truthfully feel like I got better at basketball. Mm -hmm. Because I'm, you guys know me. I used to weigh way more than I do now but there was a time when my brother said that like my brother was like you got a nasty game and I was like I was a kid and I was like what and mm-hmm. he kind of laughed and was like not I know it sounds crazy he was like watch Paul Pierce and I was like what he was like watch Paul Pierce he was like Paul Pierce's game is ugly he was like but he's so nice and I was like okay and I began to watch more and more Paul Pierce uh film and a 100% agree with you. James Harden is more technically sound than Paul Pierce, but in terms of, like you said, play style, in terms of the mo- the motion that he goes in, Luka Doncic is another player like that. Luka, he plays at his pace to the point where he'll play forever, if you will. Luka
3: listen. is, I think, middle ground between Paul Pierce and James Harden. Nice. In terms of play style. Like,
1: I like it. Where does Larry Bird fit in there, though?
3: Oh, I I wasn't talking about in terms of be like their level of being great or not. Mm-hmm. I was just in terms of, like, play style because he plays. Luca is more athletic than Paul Pierce, even though Paul Pierce could throw down.
1: I'm still going to throw Larry in there.
3: Larry, yeah, Larry could definitely. Because uh, his playmaking ability.
1: I don't yeah. think he's as flashy as Larry, but he can still playmake it similar to Larry.
3: It's, uh, but, and, and like I said with the Nets, Jared Allen, DeAndre Jordan got benched, right? Mm-hmm. And Jared Allen was traded, like, not even a day later.
1: I told you that once Girl, they got DeAndre Jordan, that Jared Allen was on the way out. I told you that.
3: And Jared Allen, in my opinion, is better than DeAndre right He now. is
1: better than DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan is there because here's, he's best friends with Kyrie and KD.
3: That's the only reason. <laughs> Here, Here's my point. They traded four first-rounders, three or four pick swaps. Wait,
1: let's do that now. Let's actually get into it. I actually have these written down. Uh, broken down, it originally started as a as – a, uh, one transaction with three teams, and they said that now it's one transaction with four teams. But when I kind of looked at the breakdown, it seems like it was two separate deals. It was, yeah, it was two separate deals. So I'm gonna try to break it down that way. So the Nets get James Harden and a 2024 second round pick from Cleveland. Yes. In doing that, they send Jared Allen and Torian Prince to the Cavs. In addition, to, in addition to that, the Cavs get, and I have not tried this name, but the Cavs get the draft rights to Alexander Vazenikov from 2017. Here's what Houston got. Houston got Rodion Karuch, Karis LeVert, three first-round picks from Brooklyn, four pick swaps from Brooklyn, Dante Exum from Cleveland, and the 2022 first-round pick from Cleveland. Before we get into what they did with Karis Levert, that has to be the biggest Hall of Picks since the Paul George trade. Yeah. And even before the Paul George trade, I don't think we had one that big.
3: So that's my thing with Brooklyn. Like, If Kyrie's there, as much as like they would definitely want to get James Harden, absolutely, I don't know if they give all that up, if they're willing to give all that
1: just for James. Yeah. To add like, to Katie. I,
3: I think, I mean, they might have traded for James, but I don't think... And not only that, according to uh, reports, the Nets had a leg up on the Sixers anyway, because uh, Tillman Fertitta is mm-hmm. a very salty man and did not want to give James Harden, gift him to the man that just left, Daryl Morey.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Just a sidebar: Do we know that Doc Rivers wanted him? I don't know if we talk about it enough. But I don't know if Doc wanted him. We could talk about that more later.
3: Uh, I would definitely want him.
1: I just don't know if he wanted him. Is what I'm saying.
3: I think I think they def- they offered Simmons. Mm-hmm. They tried this. Si- no, they did. No, I said. Mm-hmm. They they said the sticking point was Max. Tyrese Maxey. I think the sticking point was Houston was like.
1: Matisse Thibault. <laughs>
3: No, yeah, I think they were like, "Oh, Brooklyn's gonna give us this." Yeah, we're not, we're not giving James to Daryl Morey.
1: That absolutely could have been the I, fact. I
3: really do think it was that much out of pettiness.
1: And it's crazy because at the same time, too, it's not like the Rockets lost the deal because they take Karis Lavert and they flip him outright to the Pacers for Victor Oladipo. I kind of came in here earlier this year, and I think before the season started, I expressed that uh, probably down- way before. Uh way before uh the trade deadline and him and Miles Turner will no longer be Pacers. Uh so it's exciting it's exciting to see this Pacer team start the way that they have and add Karis Levert because you know some familiar faces are gonna be gone.
3: Before the season, uh it said that they said that uh VO, Victor Oladipo I love that nickname, VO.
1: It's a fire nickname.
3: He turned down a twenty five million dollar um a year offer from the Pacers. I didn't see how many years it was. but.
1: And not only that, I can't blame he still, him.
3: He still seems very uh, intent on going to Miami. Even like the latest reports say he was still wants to go to Miami. I mean, who wouldn't
1: want to go to Miami, especially when you see exactly what they're doing? Um, so so but my, my view is that your even point, if rather.
3: Victor Oladipo does leave this summer, I still think they did a great job with this trade just because of all the flexibility they got, all the picks. People I think like if
1: they make him, or not, not that he has to be a focal point, but I think he's shown with the Pacers that he can lead a team in scoring if need be. But he's also showed that his best attribute, it seems like, is being the second go, is being the second uh, scorer in terms of uh, in terms of OKC only because he oftentimes was their leading scorer because of what Russ was able to command. Um, so I think when you have a person like John Wall who creates so much playmaking off of the dribble, especially off of uh, pick and rolls, and now you have Boogie who over the last what three, four, five years Christian has Wood. developed that pick and pop, an Christian Wood so is looking like a. I don't want to say it this early on, but he's looking like he's going to be an All Star snub. Yeah. The be. West is loaded. Yeah. And well, the we'll Rockets aren't going to have a record enough where Christian can get in.
3: We'll see what happens, but and people are like, oh well you know Brooklyn's picks they're going to be high. Those picks go into 2027.
1: They're going to be there for a
3: Kevin Durant's 32 years old. Take we don't what know, you know what those picks are. Uh, James Harden's 31. Kyrie is about, you know, a bad day away from retiring and going to North Dakota.
1: I was just about to say that.
3: So these picks for Houston could end up being great. We don't know. We really don't. And Rodney, uh, before we go, Karuch is a
1: Rodney Karooch and Musa. Both like Brooklyn did great with both yeah, of yeah, those, with both of those young yeah. uh young uh European players. And I, I think this is what we can actually end it on so we can get out of here. But what's interesting is that looking at some of these numbers, I told you guys, let's talk odds. That's what this show is meant for. The Cavs are still plus twenty five thousand. The Pacers are plus forty nine hundred. And, of course, guys, this is to win it all. The Rockets are plus 12,000. So, right now, the Pacers have the best odds in that group, right? I don't like the way Alex looked at me right now, but whatever. We'll get over that. The Nets, they improved their chances now. They are plus 270. And they're second behind, I'm sure that you guys can guess, the Lakers, who are favored at plus 260. Right now, Salim, let's do what we did for uh, football. Alex, you need to jump in this too. Give me your final four in the NBA.
3: Damn it, sir. Uh, I would say Lakers, Clippers, Nets, Milwaukee. Sorry, guys, if that's boring, that's just my pick. My picks.
1: Remember I said Toronto was going to be good this year? They have me looking crazy. Um, Still very early, man. <laughs> cont- It's not going to matter because Kyle Lowry is getting traded, for sure. Kyle Lowry is probably going to go to the Clippers, and that's where it's going to help. Um, Kawhi is going to definitely push for that. Um, Alex, give me yours.
2: All right. Um, Lakers, Jazz.
1: Mm, I like it. I like it.
2: Should I take your team?
1: I feel good about this. I actually do.
2: Um, Bucks, definitely. I don't. I feel like I have to say the Nets with, with that trade.
1: But you don't have to.
2: I I think I do. All right. That's you doing. That's what I'm doing.
1: Nets, books, clip or Lakers, Jazz. Yeah. Okay.
2: I had to go
3: something different. <sighs> I I know it's boring and things can change, but shit.
1: I want to pick a middle of a road team too, and I, I oh I will say. Remember how I came in here and said that I didn't think everybody was overblowing that Phoenix is going to be top five team in the West? They might be right. (laughs) They might be onto something. Chris, you guys already know, I think Chris Paul is the best point guard in the league. I don't care. 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 Um, And I'm talking about in terms of career. But um, I'm going to go Lakers. It may sound weird, but I want to go Dallas. I was
2: thinking, after I said Jazz, I was
1: thinking that. So I want to go Lakers-Dallas. I want to go Lakers-Dallas. And that's
2: bold,
3: especially after today's game.
1: Man, trust me when I tell you. Trust me when I tell it's you. So early, man. It's so. I'm trusting it because at the end of the day, injuries do, of course, happen. Um, I do think that it being a condensed season, I do think that uh, Chris Asperzinga is not playing early in the year. I think that by the time that they hit their stride, they hit a stride in the bubble. I think by the time they hit their stride, and that was out Chris Stapps. I think by the time they hit their stride, everything will be kicking in the full, in the full gear. All they got to do is catch a team four times in seven games.
3: And uh, certain certain uh, teams, you got to look at with COVID. I mean, yeah, there's been so many games now. I don't even know how many that's been postponed. Mm-hmm. Guys have been out. I mean, Jimmy Butler's only played six games so far. Mm-hmm. Out of the 13 for Miami. Miami's 4-7 and seven right now, but they've had a lot of guys out. They had to play Philly back-to-back without Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. Hmm. So, it's very early in the season. We don't...
2: Maybe I should have went Nuggets. That was... Maybe that's the state next to us. I was thinking more. Even then, they look off and on, too. Yeah, they definitely do. I think
3: teams that went deep into the bubble, except the Lakers for some reason... Hmm. Well I know! Oh, for, I, know for, I know for what reason. <laughs> yeah, I know for what. I, I shouldn't have said, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bron's not human. Dennis Schroeder was an unfair trade. Montrez, Harrell, Clippers. Anthony you continue to clipper. Is a monster. I said all of that and still didn't mention AD. So yeah, that,
3: that makes similar. sense. But I think teams that were in the bubble, especially that went deep in the bubble, are gonna. It's a work in progress.
2: I, uh, I have to say something before we wrap this up. Absolutely. Well, I know you're still talking about the top four, though. I
1: already, the, yeah, I already know my East.
2: Oh, yeah. Finish up first.
1: Do you want me to? I wanted to drop the mic with this one.
2: Okay. Okay, Whichever so really works. quick. I'm like four weeks late. Took up my vacation time all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. I haven't been here for a bit. Life happens. Um, But do you remember like two years ago when it was just you and I, and I oh, said Giannis was going to stay in Milwaukee?
1: You did you did you did
2: okay i just wanted to make sure that i wasn't crazy i was thinking about it i was like i think i
1: you absolutely
2: was pushing for that with chatterbox and and what's so interesting
1: about that too is we always joke that you're a philadelphia fan because you root for philly so hard and that (laughs) was something that i kept thinking if he's there I'm looking at Milwaukee and Philly constantly. Like they're gonna keep running into each other, right? Yeah. And then that's when Toronto did what they did, and we were kinda like, Oh, we didn't we didn't account for Kawhi. Um, but I, I wonder if that continues because we just seen it with James Harden. Yeah. Uh that's we've true. seen it in other situations where a player would sign a, a deal and then soon thereafter they're like, fam, this is not what I signed that's, on for.
2: That is true.
1: What happens if they get bounced in the second round again? And that's why I think I want to go Nets-Pacers. There's going to be teams that shock people this year.
3: Yeah. It's not impossible. No. It's not impossible.
1: And then I got probably Laker-Brooklyn NBA Finals, which, if that's the case, LA and New York, don't talk to me for a whole two weeks. That, that'll be a
3: curve.
1: Oh. Just don't talk to me for a That'd whole two weeks. Insane. Yeah, so we're gonna get out of here, guys. We're gonna go watch uh, what's left of this game. It's five minutes to go in this first quarter, and the Saints do have a three to nothing lead. Drew Brees and his offense has the ball. I'm Terrell. That is Alex in the background. That's Salim. That's our Florida man fact checker. This is nice. I like I like the way that yeah, this, this went. Too. This went well. was actually a lot smoother than I
3: thought. I like
1: this. So it's very <laughs> true. Well, Westgate, we don't have these problems. Um. Alex, since I went ahead and stepped all over your toes on the intro, I'm going to go ahead and let you take us out. You already know how we ended. We ended with, until next time, keep on talking. And this is the part where I shut up, guys.
2: Until next time, keep on talking.
0: We talk the talk, we talk to talk. From the shots that's called to the time to the league boss and the ones who lost, give it to me once. I don't drop the ball to the home runs that was out the park. Kershaw when I'm pitching off, Kobe the Howard he looking soft. LA Rams in the city, y'all. You like that? You like that? You like that? Kirk cousin back, long bomb to D Jacks. Got special guests, got breaking news, got what's new. If you need that, watch me speak like Ali. R I P. Not a person on earth that can't stop me. Game seven, get a ball to Kyrie three. Come top and top with chatterbox. box We got it all with chatterbox. box Come to a to chat box Come to a to chat box Come top and top with chatterbox We got it all with chatterbox. box Come to a the to chat box I in to chatterbox box.